This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. You know, boys, there's nothing better than having some addictive sauce for your Friday night meal while watching the greatest game of all. And now, with Sweet Heat Co., this can be you. At Sweet Heat Co., they combine the addictive flavour of Australian honey with homegrown hydroponic chilies to create irresistible sauces and condiments inspired by American classics. With two great flavours, hot honey, habanero-infused honey, and hot to trot, Carolina Reaper honey barbecue, and many more to come, including honey buffalo sauce, Carolina Reaper ranch, and candied jalapenos, Sweet Heat Co. provides the perfect balance of sweet and heat. Follow Sweet Heat Co. on Instagram or Facebook and find the sauce for you at sweetheat.com.au. And now, if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off your purchase. Sweet Heat Co., bringing the bite to your next meal. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the RUCK Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey. And again, I'm joined, we can't get rid of him at the moment, Luke Phillips. Luke, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) Oh, mate, it's always a pleasure. And special guest today, and hopefully going to be on the show a few times, is Craig from the Blokes Walk and Talk. How are you, Craig? Mate, thank you. I'm excited. Seven days. Let's go. I know. Seven days to go, mate. Cannot wait. First thing I want to do, Craig, we'll just introduce you to the listeners. Tell us a bit about what you do. So BWT is a, we're a social enterprise put together, you know, like most charity organisations, tragedy. So people have taken their lives and the idea of BWT came from just trying to encourage guys to get out there and talk a little bit more, you know, whether it's depression, anxiety, suicidal yep. thoughts, just get out there and chat. You don't have to have a bad day to join us on a chat and we're getting our walks all across Australia, which is awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah, I love that. It's always a great cause, something that we're really strong on, especially on this podcast and as men in general. All right, well, let's get straight into it. As Craig touched on, we have one week to go at time of recording. Seven days left. Cannot wait. This time next week, we will have one game almost, well, about to start. So it'll be perfect. Well, let's throw to Luke. We're going to do a bit of a cricket update. Australia versus India. The second test has just been, I need to get a little uh, the Sandman soundtrack, but put he's the stats man on uh, because he's uh, he's bringing a lot of stats for us. Well, he did last week. So, Luke, what do you got for us? Mate, I've got it all for you. Aussies in the first innings, all out for 263. Warner not off to a great start, 15 or 44 deliveries. We said it last week. I'll say it again. He's not seen another summer wearing the Aussie shirt. Yes, he'll be gone. Uh, Uzi stand out, 81 off 125 yeah. balls. I thought he got off to an average start, and then once he started, he got his gear in to go. Um, he put his foot down and scored some runs for us. Smith, unfortunately, two-ball duck, pretty ordinary from him. Hanscom, 72 not out off 142 deliveries. He was good, mate. He was really good. Yeah. He looked comfortable. He looked like he'd been playing for us for a while, actually. And yeah, he looked he looked better than everyone else. Poor poor Travis Head. I got a feel for that guy. <laughs> Twelve off thirty deliveries. Not he's been blasted in not like he's been blasted during the week for not being put in the team. So I should say Australian selectors have been blasted for not putting him in the team. And he comes out and scores 12. got to feel for him. Um, long 30 balls. Yeah, yeah it was. Very long, yeah. <laughs> a very long 30 delivery um, innings from him. India with the ball. Shami, four for 60 off 14.4. Ashwin, three for 57 off 21. And Jajada, three for 68 off 21. So those blokes are actually pretty similar. You know, they're three key bowlers taking the wickets. I was 
very shocked to see that it was um Shami, the the paceman, like they've been blowing up that spins away to go, spins away to go, and the paceman does it all for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. India come out first innings, all out for 262. Australia were looking pretty good, actually, by that point. To, to bowl them out for one less run, but still look like they were controlling the game. Rowett, 32 off 69. Pajara, a seven-ball duck. Coley, 44 off 84. And their lower order, Patel, 74 off 115 balls. I'll tell you um, what, um, Patel's been hitting them well, even in the first test. Got 80-odd. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like If we can get their bowlers out, it, they, <laughs> India have a nine-batsman nine, nine batsman top order. Yeah. Right? If we can yeah. just- we can get them out one to nine for less than 100 runs. We'd be sweet, but we can't do that. With the ball, Australians, Kuhneman, two for 72 off 21.3 on debut. I thought he bowled all right. Probably leaked a few too many runs in there. Um, yeah. He had to tighten that up. He could have been looking at about two for 50-odd, but, you know, he got away. The GOAT, as always, oh. coming in with another five for. Good on him. Five for 67 off 29 overs. Yes, and what a man. Five- yeah, Murph backing up his uh, seven far with two for 53 off 18. Same as Kuhneman. I reckon he leaked too many runs off two little overs. He really needs to tighten himself up. Second innings, Oz comes out and we're all out for 113, back to the way we were in the first test. Had we put on another 200 run innings, we might have actually won the game. But yeah, unfortunately, but... As always, head coming out, proving the selectors wrong. 43 off 46 deliveries, almost a runner ball. Labashain, 35 off 50. Hanscom, Hanscom, Cummins, and Kuhneman all with ducks. That last six, mate, that was uh, that was not good. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I didn't have enough space on my phone to write down the low scores. Yeah. <laughs> um, India with the ball, Ashwin three for fifty nine off sixteen, and Jajaja absolutely tearing through seven for forty two off twelve point one. Forty two runs off twelve overs is pretty bad, like in a test match. But to take seven wickets with it, he's evened himself out. Um, and then India coming back, Aussies were lucky enough to get them four down. In their second innings, four for 118. Rowett with a 31. Pajara with 31, not out. And Barat, 23 off 22. Another low order batsman coming out and putting it to the Aussie bowlers. The GOAT ended up with two for 49 off 12 overs. And Murph, one for 22 off 6.4. And I believe there was a run out, which was that fourth wicket in their second innings. And it was pretty sure it was Hanscom in close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Pretty ordinary from us Aussies, I say. I'll tell you what, mate. I I am very impressed. I'm very impressed. Two two weeks in a row, he's brought the stats. That's it. Your new nickname brought is the stats, stats man. The stats man is here. Let's hope you can bring the stats for the Tigers, mate, this uh, coming um, season. Mate, they'll be a lot better than those stats. Don't worry. <laughs> Craig is also a Tigers supporter, so I'm outnumbered tonight. Oh, beautiful. Happy Carousel, 100 not out. Yes, that's exactly right. Get him in there. Uh, one thing I want to ask about the cricket, mate, heading into the third test, where without a lot of our stars, David Warner, obviously with that fracture, uh, that hairline fracture in the elbow, Pat Cummins returning home, Renshaw, Agar, what's mm. doing? Who, who's going to take their place? They're talking about Cam Bancroft at the moment to uh, be reprised as opener. Um, I've spoken to a lot of people, actually, and everyone that I've spoken to, they've been wanting Bancroft in. They wanted him in before head as the opener. Like yeah. they wanted, they wanted Warner dropped and um, Bancroft to come in. When he was playing for us years ago before Sandpaper Gate, he was doing really well. He was very defensive. Um, and we can see what he can do in the short format. He, he come out in the big bash this year and did, did quite damage, some damage. Yeah, I reckon Bancroft would be up there. 
head probably need or didn't didn't see too much at fault with head opening. However, if we can get someone like Bancroft in, I'd I'd be putting head at number five. Um, Do we know if uh, Green and Stark are back are back fit for the third test? Not sure if they're fit, but yeah, it's it's the Aussie selectors, mate. Like bloody Mitch Swepson has a better chance of making he, making a game <laughs> than yeah, anyone else. Right. That's right. Um, I mean, yeah, we won't know. I think for probably another couple of days what the team will look like. But the game yeah. starts on Wednesday. I'm pretty Wednesday, sure. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. So I thought a- I read. I think I read that Matt Hayden talked about Matty Hayden going over there to do some batting training. I'd be giving him the bat and putting him out in the middle. Oh, <laughs> hundred percent, mate. Just just get put the whites on and go out. You know, he yeah. probably could still Matty Hayden as well. He'd probably still hit him better than Warner is at the moment. So he'd come <laughs> out with better stats. <laughs> That's exactly right. I have to say we, we need a paceman. Oh, we need sure. we need more than one. We've got we've got well in that, that test we had Cummins and three spinners, Kuhneman, Murph and the goat. Yeah. We need we need a we need a two pace two paceman and three spinner attack sort of thing. Get like Kuhneman did all right, but I, I think we need a we need to look back into getting some pace. I wouldn't mind seeing Lance Morris get a crack. Yeah, that would be he, good. The whole big bash, there was nothing negative said about him except he was the next, you know, Ferrari. Like, he was just coming down the wicket so fast. Get him on, get him over there, and get him, give him a crack. It's the last test anyway, yeah. so it's not like it's not like the series is on the line and he'll cost us a series. Yeah. Give him a crack at give him a crack at international fields. I, and- I think we may see that this test. I think we may see a few players sort of come from left field, how Murphy and Kuhneman did, and actually get a bit of a chance in this yeah. third test. But I would like to see Stark, if fit, to come back in. As a left-hander, he brings something different. Left-hand bowler, he has a heavy foot when he lands as well, which he gets those uh they can bowl into the footholes then as well. So I think Starkey coming in would be really good, and he's experienced. He's been there. He's done it. Uh, yeah. so not a bad shout there, but definitely Lance Morris would be a really good one to yeah. see for the third test. And I think we need to put more belief. I think the Australian team as a as a whole need to believe in their top order batsmen as well. Talking about the batting side of things, we've got five guys in our team that are batters, and then the other five are bowlers slash wicketkeeper and whatnot. Yeah. If you look at his uh, lineup, when they put that on the television and they show the little symbol next to it, batting or bowling, their top eight has a bat next to them. Yeah. Their last three are bowlers. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we just need to, our batters need to believe in themselves a little more and score some more runs or we need to implement the same thing. We need to start bringing in, we need to start raising blokes who are able to do both comfortably you know, someone who can bat well and toss it down and, you know, not be tanked for 100 runs in innings sort of thing. Like, we need, we need something like that. Starkey needs to come back. He's excellent with the bat. He comes in lower Starkey, order. Uh, yeah, very well, very well. Yeah. He comes in that lower order and he's got that, like, I don't give a shit mentality sort of thing yeah. because he comes, he knows he's a bowler. So if he gets 50, he gets 50. But if he gets a duck, he gets a duck. Yeah, like, he's exactly. like, I'll, I'll, I can do this with the ball. So any runs that I put on is a bonus for my team, but I'll, I'll work with double with the ball sort of thing. Like he's he's got that bowler mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be really good. The Just the last part I wanted to touch on with the cricket there was, as we said before, Wednesday, start of the third test. You can watch it on KO. Make sure you, I'm not sponsored by them, but I thought I'd just mention it anyway, uh, you know, because they definitely listen to the podcast. So uh, KO, if you're listening, 
Yeah, you watch it on KO, live and free. Well, I mean, you pay for a subscription, but you know. Anyway, that is our cricket chat so far. Let's move on to some rugby league. Can't wait. Seven days to go. I think we've said that already. Before we get there, let's do this. Blokes walk and talk. They are about encouraging blokes to get out walking and talking with others across Australia and supporting females who may have someone in their life struggling. From hosting walks to keynote speaking at businesses or schools is where you'll find Craig from BWNT. Follow BWNT on Facebook and start the conversation with your mates today. All right, let's look at week two of trials. We had the preseason challenge, round two. Let's go back to Friday, 17th of Feb. It was Newcastle Knights taking on Parramatta Eels. This week was the week that a lot of teams had their first graders back. So it was really good to see some new faces running around and some old faces as well. Knights were not there. Parramatta got it done 36 to 14. Quite an easy one for them. Uh, Ponga, I think that was the biggest talking point. Ponga's moved to 5'8", moving into number six. How would he go? I thought he was really good in attack, but his defense lacked. He was found out a few times. There was that try to Mitch Moses, pass to Dylan Brown, but Mitch Moses went straight through him. And you can see on the camera angle, Ponga sort of like turned and, and then realized that Moses was already past him. And, the, and then the try had been scored to Brown. So he was found a bit wanting, but he hasn't played 5'8 for a while. He's only played six games in first grade at 5'8. Uh, Craig, I'll throw to you, mate. Have you been watching much of the trials at all? I have, I have. I was a little bit confused with the preseason comp, how that worked and how yep. Manly won that. They won one of their games and they ended up winning the comp. So yeah, a bit confused about that. But uh, going back to Ponga, he's an attacking player. So I think he's going to get found out in the front line and he's yep. going to get tired quick and the big boys will just keep running at him. So my concern is Nathan Brown tried it a few years ago with him yeah, and he got found out very quick. He had Mitchell... Pierce next to him who can tackle, but, you know, he's a bit more mature now and hopefully after a few games he'll do all right. Jackson Hastings next to him. Yeah, I think I think having Hastings there is good because Hastings is a calm head, probably one that you guys wish you still had. I thought he was uh, he was really good at the Tigers last season. So, yeah, big, big in, big plus for Newcastle. But, yeah, it was interesting to see how they went. Uh, lots of talk on Dominic Young. He scored the first try of the game and for Newcastle as well. Touch on him a bit later and where his future endeavours lie, and it's a good one. Uh, but, yeah, you know, pretty much Parramatta, they got it done. All the players were the same as usual. There was a lot of talk on Moses's contract before this game as well, leading into whether he was going to go back home and, return to your beloved Tigers boys or whether he was going to stay at Parramatta. And it looks like he uh, wanted to win a comp. So he uh, re-signed for Parramatta. But yeah, interesting. What do you think, Luke? Uh, I was confused with this game as well. And I'm still confused because if you go like into the stats, Newcastle led, led the, the game. Yeah. They, yeah. Led, they had more possession. They had more runs, more run meters, more post-contact meters more tackle breaks, more kick return meters. They had more tackles, so it showed that uh, Parramatta had the ball, you know, for a little bit. Then they had – then their discipline was where they lacked. Yeah. But for a team that had the ball most of the time, how did they not put on more points? Like, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if Blake was here, he'd be uh, defending our the Newcastle Knights right now. He's yeah. our avid Knights supporter. But, look, it but just – Probably, sorry, I was going to say it probably just wasn't good enough. I mean, I know it's still trials, but the preseason comp, it's you're playing for a hundred grand. 
I mean, if you're playing for a hundred grand to add to your salary cap, you think players are going to try and get the best out of it. But anyway, I can't really talk. My team's up next, and let's go to that one. Roosters against Manly. Manly getting it done, twenty-eight sixteen. Luke and I were on the couch watching this one, and man, the uh, the Chooks were not good. They were not good at all. It was twenty-two nil at half time, and the second half, Manly came out, scored a quick try. 28 nil, and then that was it. Roosters started to hit back. Craig, what do you think of this game, mate? I think the Roosters are just going through the motions, trying not to get injured, get ready for yeah. round one. They've, they've got a consistent pack. They've been together for a while. I think it was just going through the motions. Manly, new coach. Yeah. Brave move with the coach, Seabolt. Let's see how that goes. I think that's going to bring a lot of media attention, whether it be good mm. or bad. But um, I think they were trying to come out. New coach, point to prove. And, yeah, I think you'll see a very different lineup, a different effort from the Roosters come round one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, our you, you look at Tedesco, who played in that game, only played 40 minutes. So a lot of our first graders played the first 40, and then some of them, like the Cheese and Matty Lodge, came on towards the end again, played about 60 minutes there. But, Luke, when we watch this game, mate, do you think Manly could be a smoky? Nah, they'll choke. 100% they'll choke. They've got Seabolt Seabolt at the head of the helm. You know, they they started well. Yeah, they put it to your roosters. Again, this is another confusing one because watching that game, Joey, like, I was shocked. Would you believe if I told you it was a 50-50 possession? Wow. No, no, not at all. 50-50 possession. And then, again, like the Eels game, the roosters, even though they lost... They led the runs, they led the run meters, post-contact meters, kick and return meters, and the average play the ball speed. They led all of that. They made the most tackles. And again, the errors is where your, your roosters, your mighty chooks lost. 16 errors to 12. Yeah, definitely. You can't, you can't have that on an no. in an game. No. Uh no, definitely not. Can't have 16 errors and expect to win. And we know that. Like we kept seeing the drop balls. A couple of bloke beers helped us uh, get through it. But yeah, that was that game on second game on a Friday night. So we move on to our first Saturday game. And it was the charity shield, Dragons against the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs getting it done big in this one, 42 to 24. Uh, a lot of repercussions with the Dragons, which we'll talk on in our talking point segment. Uh the Rabbitohs getting it done quite convincingly in this one. Dragons, I'm surprised, scored tries in that second half because they were woeful in that first half. Luke, I'll throw to you first, mate. The Dragons, they're just not there, mate. Nah, what is Spooners this year? 100%. Yeah. I said it a couple of weeks ago on one of your episodes. They have not recruited at all. No. They've, they're, they're expecting to go out with the same lineup. They're, they're practicing insanity. The the bunnies, being the bunnies, have walked all over them. And, yeah, like you said, I was quite shocked at that. All I have to say, though, they put on four tries and they're the only yeah. team so far, like I'm going through the stats, obviously, they're the only team so far that converted everything. Um, They were four from four conversions. The bunnies even missed one, but that's still missing one. That's two points on the board they could have had. Yeah, 50-50 possession. I, I was very shocked watching this game. I honestly thought... At halftime, this was going to be like a 40-0 game. Yeah. But, yeah, I've got to commend the Dragons on their efforts. They've come out in the second half and they scored three unanswered tries. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. to put on 18 points without without any bite back from the Bunnies. Yeah, yeah no, mate. It was it was absolute flogging. Craig, my question to you is about the Bunnies, mate. And do, do you think it was a case of, like Luke said there, you know, we commend the Dragons for scoring those but was it a case of the bunnies just taking their foot off the throat in those last uh, in that last half? 
I think so. It was just, how do we get through this and not get injured? So yeah. I don't think... It was good that the Dragons kept going and they tried, so credit to them, but, geez, they're in for a rough year. Oh, they are. They <laughs> um, are. You know, I think it could be the Dolphins and Dragons fighting out for the wooden spoon. And yeah. as much as you don't want to say it and you don't want to see it, I think Griffin might be the first coach to be moved on. Round you know, 10. Eight or nine. Round yeah. 10. Yeah. Round yeah. 10. Harsh to say, but, yeah. I actually drove past the uh, St. George bus after that trial game. I was driving from Canberra to Sydney. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you can't see through. Like, you had dra- dragon signage all the way around at the dark screens. You couldn't see through it, but I thought I would not want to be on that bus right now. It was um, no, got no, the bus no. out of speed with the, the bomb over 50. Like, no one wanted to go near it. It was, it was a pretty sad, isolated-looking bus, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet it was, yes. Uh, not looking too good for the Dragons there. Move on to our next game on Saturday, and it was the World Club Challenge. The Panthers against St. Helens now. I need to eat my words a little bit here. I'm not a Panther supporter by by any means, but last week on the pod, I said St. Helens are from England. They're not used to the weather being over 20 degrees. The weather ended up suiting them to a T. It (laughs) pissed down with rain. It was not 38 degrees out at Penrith. I was at Panthers watching this game after after our great cricket win, I must say. Uh, and then we went to Panthers to watch this game, and I thought Panthers will still put 30 points on them at least in the weather. And, mate, credit to St. Helens. Craig, I I have no words, mate. I have no words for this game. I I think it's one of those you can thank Phil Gould for the motivation for the for St. Helens because uh, yep. you know he came out and said that the Panthers would have this wrapped up in game over by <laughs> half time. But, you know, and it's easy for St. Helens to come over and lose, have a good time, you know, chill out with the boys. But they came over, they were focused, they didn't give up and they fought hard and deserved the win. So I think somebody from St. Helens came out and said it's one of the biggest wins in our club's history. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they won both of their one. games, both of their games in the preseason challenge against St. George and against Penrith. And to to beat Penrith in their own backyard is huge. And, and just what a performance it was. Mookie, the halves of Penrith, they were underdone, mate. Luai, I don't think I saw him all night. No, no, I, I can agree. I was actually sitting at a mate's place and we were watching it in the backyard. And just like you said, on the weather, we were like, holy shit. Like he's over only in Cranbrook. And we were like, holy yeah. shit, this weather's coming down. Three minutes later, belting down on us. Yeah, Luai, don't know if he turned up or not. I. Uh, I don't, I don't mind Luai as a player, but yeah, I think Penrith was severely underdone. I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere in the week that um, Penrith were told, now d- I'm, not, I'm not quoting this or anything, um, but Penrith were told, got to choose when they got to return to training or something like that. So, Oh, right. Ooh. Yeah, it was, it was something along the lines of that, whether they, they won't give a fixed date, but if you wanted to play the World Cup, you had to return on said date, like by said date. And so players had returned early, then players waited till that date, sort of thing. I'm not, I'm not quoting that because I've got yeah. no, no idea the credibility of it. It's just what I heard. Yeah, I thought, I thought Penrith were done for, and I thought it could have been, could have been like a twelve six or something. Very lucky yeah. that I was very lucky that that ball re- rebounded off the St Helens leg for Toto to get over the line in the last second or last minute or something. Yeah, seventy eight. Yeah, seventy eighth minute. Yeah, and then the goal in the seventy ninth. But it's funny you mentioned that about them returning the training. I said at the beginning of the season that I thought Nathan Cleary was going to be really underdone coming into this year. You think about what Penrith have achieved. Let Let's go back two years. They've won back-to-back premierships. They've just won a grand final at the back at the back end of 2022. He's had massive celebrations there. Then he's gone straight into a World Cup in England. 
where he was probably arguably probably the best Australian player there, him and a few others. And then he's come back late from that after partying hard in Europe. He's come back. He's underdone. I Look, I'm not much of a uh, gambling man, as you know, Luke. But if you're looking at uh, Penrith versus Broncos round one, mate, Broncos are specials. $4. Get on it. Get on it right there. Might happen. Broncos pulled off a cheeky win this week. They did. They did. But, yeah, talking about the Broncos, let's move on to that game. Broncos-Cowboys 2018. We love the Queensland derby. It's always a good one. Man, can I I take you guys through this multi? I am so upset. I almost won $850 in this game. I missed one leg. So it was Broncos-Cowboys. I had... Selwyn Cobo anytime, Corey Oates anytime, Kyle Felt anytime, Holmes anytime, Jeremiah Nanai anytime. They all got up, and I had Murray Tuolangi anytime. He scored, and his foot was on the line. His <laughs> foot was on the line. Oh, mate, that and that hurts. was $850 oh, off a $10 oh. bet. Mate, oh, I, no. I was riding it hard, and then he, he couldn't get another one after that. I was like, come on, Murray, what are you doing? But look. Credit to the Broncos in this one. I actually thought the Cowboys were going to win this as well, quite convincingly. Once Reynolds got ruled out, again, glass jaw Reynolds. But once Reynolds got ruled out, I thought, oh, Cowboys may do this quite easily. But I don't know what it was, Craig. The the Broncos, mate, they were just really strong. They were. It was, I know it's a troll, but I think Cowboys versus, you know, little brother versus big brother, you always see the, the big games and they go pretty hard and, it was good to see Broncos, you know, again, a bit of criticism. One of the players speaking out of tone during the uh, during the preseason didn't yeah. put Kevin Walters in a great light. I mean, what a stupid comment. Oh, I know. Say, but I know. At least they've, they've got back together and, yeah, they went pretty hard, so they deserved the win. Yeah, they certainly did. Look, we'll, uh, that, that's all we'll touch on for that game. We'll move on to our next one, Storm and Warriors. Uh, Storm getting it done there in New Zealand, 24 to 6. Not really much to talk on in this one. I think it was good to see Eli Katoa against his former club. Got himself a try as well. But yeah, Storm just named a five-man leadership group during the week. We're calling them the uh, Melbourne Tigers now because that's what the uh, the Tigers used to do, naming those uh, those big leadership groups, boys. But yeah, yeah. Melbourne, get, Melbourne getting it done pretty easy there. We'll move on to our next game because it's the one I know you guys are the most excited about. It was the Tigers against the Raiders. Bittersweet for you, Craig, living in Canberra but being a Tigers fan. <laughs> Tigers getting it done 36-4. to 4. Mate, take us through it. As you say, Tigers boy in Canberra town. But uh, Canberra, I, everyone has a second team. Canberra is mine. My, yeah. my son is torn between the Raiders and the Tigers. And oh. I'm a big Ricky Stewart fan, so I love his passion. But, mate, when the Tiger jersey goes on, it goes on. So That's it. I loved everything I saw about the West Tigers. It wasn't about the opposition they played. It was their mentality. They played for their mate next to them. They fought hard for every play, and we haven't seen that from the Tigers in a long time. You've still got Appy Carousel to come in. You've still got Offerhand Gowie, our best player last year. Yeah. And then my my club favourite, John Bateman, if we can get him from England, mate, he's work ethic. I can think the Tigers will have a great year, and I just love the way that they turned up for each other on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be good to have Big John back in Australia. Uh, Lukey, Ken Mamalo went off early in that first half. Junior Tupau moved out to the wing there, scored himself a double. Could Mamalo's time on the wing be done? I think Tupo may get that spot. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Kenny, 
he's had a couple of injuries over the last few years, especially the same knee. It's not his time on the wing. I'm actually more thinking his time as a whole. Yeah, I, I love Kenny. I love I love what he did when he came to our club. He, he sort of revived us a little bit, gave us a little bit of speed on the wing and size, whatnot, and he gave he gave it a good crack. I'm just not sure if Kenny has much time left in the NRL. I, I fear if he pushes it, you know, he, he's he's going to hurt himself. Beyond repair, yeah. So the the question is, does he does he fix fix it enough to play, or does he you know bite the bullet and say this is my time sort of thing? I'd love to see him return, but I never want to see a bloke hurt and yeah. you know struggling sort of thing. Yeah, of course. I think of he'll course. be in uh, the lower grades for a little while, just mm. trying to get some fitness under him and hopefully not get injured. And if there's an injury, might sort of get him back in, but. You know, I love our backup seven and nine. You know, yeah. Jakey Simpkins. I love a quick hooker. You know, he's very quick to get out of there, and uh, it's good that we've got some depth in those areas. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Adam Dewey, he's a leader. Adam Dewey, yeah. mate, and that was something I said. Like, as much as it's great that Coruscant has been named captain, I thought Dewey was a really good chance to get yeah. that as well. I um, thought he was a certainty. Yeah, the the leadership that he's shown and. And he's really humble to yeah. only accept a one-year deal. He's like, yeah, look, I'll stay at the Tigers for another year. Knowing that there was a chance Mitch Moses may have returned, there's a chance that for some reason the Tigers just keep grooming Brooks and do not move him on. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought Dewey was really good. Just wanted to quickly touch on Tupo there again. Mate, what a prospect. Like, it, it's so good to have these young guys coming through that can play some goddamn good footy. And that is something that Junior Tupo does. Uh, watched him a few games last year, and he's just so agile on that wing. And I think, as you said, Luke, like Ken's, Kenny's time is up. What he did at the Warriors was amazing. What he did when he first came to the Tigers was great as a leader. But you need someone agile on the wing now, someone big, someone strong, someone who can get over the line and he's not going to get injured every five games. So great shout there. The Raiders, not much doing. Denny Levi getting the only try. And it was it was a pretty, like, I, I still am not 100% sure that it was a try. But yeah, Denny Levi getting it there in the 20th minute. Good to see him back as well in the NRL. Uh, but yeah, the Raiders actually finished last in the preseason challenge. So not good for Canberra. But again, it is no. only trials. <laughs> Let's uh, have a look at our last two games. So our next game... On the Sunday footy, it was the Bulldogs against the Sharks. Sharkies getting it done 36 to 16 in this one. This was a game I was really looking forward to. The Doggies had Kikau playing his first game, scored in the first minute. If you had Kikau's first try score, he was at $24 for first try score. I saw something during the week that a guy had a horse, King Kikau, and Vili Army kick out a score first try and he's he won 20 grand. So oh, uh, yeah, nice. good luck to that punter. I wish that punter was me, but it was not. Uh the doggies, I think there's more to come. It again, it was a trial Agreed. match. They're they're learning, they're still trying to gel as a unit. I thought sharks were exceptional. The the sharks, it's what we expected from last season. They finished third last season and it's just more uh, second sorry and it's just more of the same there Teague Wilton for me was really good I think Wade Graham is going to start coming out of this shark squad he's getting yeah. to a stage where he's a little bit past it now Teague Wilton is a really good second rower and really coming through strong so I think we may see Wilton start this year and then the king Nico Hines just incredible can't can't uh can't fault him really 
Mookie, the doggies, they they look strong in patches, and it was great to see uh, Grub, Joshy Reynolds, get a try. That was the highlight. Yeah, I cannot believe it. <laughs> At Belmore. So yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, the doggies, yeah, they, they had their moments. Like you said, they look strong in some points. I was watching it, and the roar that come from my television screen – when Reynolds run on, yeah, yeah, it was like I was at the game. I'm, I'm all for for you know, like you know, big, big celebrations when someone returns. wasn't wasn't a big fan of him when he played for the Tigers. Yeah, just just because when he was around earlier, he was as you said the grub. He's a pest. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a serial pest. But serial yeah, it was good pest. to see him come back on. Good to see him get a try. There was actually a video on Facebook, and it was a try early in his career or something, and they were just identical, absolute identical tries. Same kick, you know, same sort of calling for the kick. Same he's a good chaser. Up. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you know, it was good to see another game where you know missed conversions obviously mm-hmm. shot the points, even though it was only two points for them. Sharkies getting six from six with their conversions. You know, if they started missing their goal kicks, it could have could have been a different game. But yeah, Cronulla all over them. If uh, we'll move on to the Titans Dolphins game, Craig, and I'll ask you a question here, mm. but mate. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it was, tough. It, was it was a it was game tough to watch. <laughs> it was a game to finish off Sunday that everyone went, uh, not the best game of the round, but it ended up being really good for the Titans. Forty to sixteen. Yeah. Let's quickly touch on the Titans. Khan Pereira. If you do not have this guy in your NRL Supercoach or NRL Fantasy yet, get on it. Cheap as chips. Starting winger, he is going to be oh, on fire. Four. Four, four, yeah, 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 yeah. Hat trick so, in a row, and then the last one. He got a hat trick in the first twelve minutes. That's <laughs> that's how quick it was. But Craig, my question to you, mate, I just I I'm not understanding this Dolphins team. I don't really I don't know it. if it was the best thing of the NRL to just bring totally in agree. this team. I, 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 don't, I, I, I get it. I've been thinking about this one since they come, and I don't like the fact they're just the Dolphins. They're yeah. not Redcliffe Dolphins or Southeast or whatever, Queensland Dolphins. Yeah. When Melbourne Storm, I know we're going back now to when we were teenagers, but when Melbourne Storm came into the competition, there was excitement. When West, when Bowman and Magpies merged, there was excitement. Yeah. Disappointment, obviously, but <laughs> there's been none of that with the, you know, Titans coming, there was excitement about them coming back into the competition. But... Geez, there hasn't really been a lot about the Dolphins. And I'm just not seeing they didn't get their key man in Cameron Munster. I thought no. he would have gone over. For yeah. Wayne Bennett to come out and publicly criticize him, I think you're seeing cracks there because that's not the Wayne Bennett the rugby league world knows. He's a very quiet, subdued human. Yeah, granddad's yeah, I think they're in for a long year. Yeah, they're in for a very long year. And I think that uh the St. George Dragons will be the the one club that'll be very happy to see him in the comp. Yeah, definitely. It was uh we, we touched on Wayne Bennett a bit last week when we uh talked about the Dolphins. He just as as good as he's been and the the clubs that he's coached and won premierships for, obviously bar the knights, but the clubs that he's coached and got to grand finals and won comps. I just think he's just at an age where, I, like, it's, it's just so hard to got, explain. It's it's like it he's been the super coach, but I don't know why he's taking on this team. If Wayne Bennett can't get a marquee signing, what hope is there for any other club? Like, it's it's bloody Wayne Bennett. It, it actually reminds me of when GWS AFL came into the competition and Kevin Sheedy yeah. went over there for the first couple of years, and from a profile perspective, you know, more than anything. But, yeah, I think they're in for a, a very, very long year. And watching Milford drop the ball as well. Oh. Oh, was it Milford? Oh, off the kickoff? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, yeah, Mookie, I just wanted to ask you, mate. David Fafita looked back at his barnstorming best. Could we be seeing another big year from uh, Big Davey? Davey, yes. Titans, mm, not so much. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, great. don't get me wrong. They played fantastically on the weekend. Another game where the points could have been so much different. They were only four from eight. So the end score could have been 48 to 16. Yeah, well. Wow. Yeah, four missed kicks from Tanner Boyd. You know, like, you know, it, again, could have been a rough score. I got one thing for you, and I think you'll be pretty shocked. The possession possession percentage, 50 apiece. Wow. Wow. Yeah, what does that say? For wow. a team that had 40 points against a team with 16 and 50% percentage at the end of the game, what is like, what's that saying? I, I, I don't think the NRL have done the Dolphins any favour. They've no. rushed them in after a global pandemic. We yeah. haven't got the resources in rugby. We haven't got the depth at the clubs to get through injuries and to share the players around. And I feel as if it was rushed. It, was, it should have been another two years away. Yes, they've got the facilities. They proved that. During COVID, when the Warriors and Melbourne likes of moved up there, and you know Ricky Stewart spoke very highly of the ground, and but you know that doesn't give you the play depth. <laughs> but they've but they've stuffed up the season too. It just having said, oh, it's horrible. Doesn't work. It's an odd number. No, it doesn't. The Magic round. So the poor Newcastle Knights have missed out on the Magic round. I yeah, just, it, you know, I, I, I don't it. like it. So no, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll jump in there and say that when it gets to Origin, there's seven teams that have got a buy. Yeah, like exactly. I, I just, last year we had a couple of teams. That didn't play or whatever, but seven teams don't play in one week. No, it's yeah. hectic. It's, no, uh, don't like it. It's negative. Yeah. What are we going to do for our weekend? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, exactly. exactly. No, I rate it as much as the bunker, which is oh. not high. <laughs> yes, that's that's not high on my list either. But yes, that was a preseason comp round two, and congratulations to. The Manly Seagulls for winning the comp somehow. We're not too sure, and uh, <laughs> please don't let it ever happen again. All right, let's move on. I had a thing that I called trial and error, which was a gun from the trials and the dud. I sort of touched on that a little bit. I think the dud for me was the Dolphins as a whole, and I think some guns. We talked on it. Titans. Khan Pereira was really good. He's probably my gun of the week there. But let's quickly go to Cole Medic now. Poor Talon May, gone for the season now at Penrith there. The uh, the cracks are starting to show at the Penny Panthers, and my prediction of them finishing fifth is going to be correct. Talon May gone. There's talk that either Brian Toto will move to that wing and Jesse McLean come in. He's in the top 30, or Tuava will take that spot. I'm not sure... We've got five days till TLT, Team List Tuesday, and we'll find out. But I, I think... In a system like Penrith, both of those players would be fine and would probably get the job done. I think moving Toto to his preferred wing would be ideal because it's Brian Toto and he's a unit. And so I think if you move him to where he plays his best footy, that's really going to help. But that was our, our major injury of the round. There wasn't really much more there. But let's have a quick look ahead to round one of NRL and as we said before, seven days to go. Quick touch on these games. Obviously, the Dragons have a bye at the first week. But our first game on Thursday night, the 2nd of March, Eels against Storm. Good game to bring us in. Uh, I'm going to say Storm. I reckon Storm in a tight one. To start off, I'm going to yeah. say Storm by about eight. Craig, what do you reckon? I'm with you. I can't disagree. I think both teams are going to have – they're going to struggle this year. Uh, 
Mind you, I say every year when Melbourne continue to lose players who retire, I say they're going to start to go down, down, down. Yeah. I think yeah. letting Nico Hines go has proven to be a big mistake, and I think that we'll start to see Melbourne start to, to go down a little bit. I think Parramatta will finish at the bottom of the eight, but I think yep. first game it'll be a tight one, but Melbourne will get home with the points. Yeah, nice. And Luke, can Parramatta redeem themselves at all in this game? You know, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go against you, blokes. Oh, uh, but I'm not putting I'm not putting them for an eight point win. I reckon if Eels do it, it'll be by two points. Ooh, I reckon it's nice. going to come down to a conversion. I don't think they've got a field goal, a two point field goal in them. I re- I reckon the Eels will. I reckon I reckon they they they're coming back off a off a win and whatnot. So are the Storm, but the Storm did play the Warriors. Like we all saw that happening. So I I reckon I reckon Eels by two. I'm, I'm going to say Mitch, I'll probably Mitch Moses from the sideline. Yeah, I'll probably bite my tongue in two weeks' time when we do another pod. <laughs> I, I reckon he'll bite too. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like it. Hey, I, I like it when there's some diversity on this podcast. We don't want to all be going storm by eight. So, no, it's a good shout, man. Move on to our first Friday night game. It's the Warriors against the Knights. Warriors back at home. How exciting here. I'm actually going to take the Warriors in this one. I just think the Knights need some time to gel. Ponger at six, Hastings at seven. Ocky Miller at one. That spine needs to connect a little bit with Braley and and start the transition into becoming a top eight team. I just don't think Adam O'Brien is the right direction for that. Sorry, Blakey. I love Blakey, but uh, he's going to hate listening to this episode. But for me, it's the Warriors. I think they've recruited really well. And they've recruited players who, not notably big names. I mean, Chance Nickel-Costat, what he did at the Raiders was really good, and he's a great signing. And to have Tamari Martin as well as a backup half, Sean Johnson there, Luke Metcalf as well from the Sharks. Luke Metcalf is a gun, and it would not surprise me if it didn't take long for him to feel that 5'8 jersey from uh, Tamari Martin. Luke, where do you see this one falling, mate? Warriors by six, I think. Nice. They had a stellar first game in the trials. They had a shocking second game. The Knights were... Yeah, but they showed they could put points on the board. Yeah, however, I just Warriors at home, they've got too much like riding on their backs. You know, they've spent yeah. so much time away. Warriors by six for me. Yeah, beautiful. And Craig, what about yourself? Oh, I think Warriors, the emotions will, will get them over the line, but I think they'll do it by 14. Nice, nice. I didn't say my margin. I'm going to say Warriors by 12. I think, yeah, a couple of tries in it for them. I think hopefully the Knights can be a bit more defensive than. I'm expecting, but yes. Move on to our next game. Panthers against Broncos there. I'll let you boys go first. Craig, who's going to win this one, mate? I think Penrith will do it. Nice. I think they'll do it. After after losing to St. Helens, I think they'll come out and they'll be ready to go. I think it will be a close game, but yeah, hard to put a margin on it, but I think it will be Penrith 1-12. Yeah, beautiful. And Luke? Penrith, I'm going to go Penrith and I'm going to say... Yeah, by eight points, I think Brisbane put on some points. And, yeah, I, I think Penrith have got a lot to prove. But at the same time, if they play like they did last week, who knows? So, yeah, I'm going to say Penrith by eight. Yeah, yeah, both great shouts. It's uh, Broncos by four for me. Uh, at $4.50, can't go past it. I just, yeah, and, and, and it's not even really about the money. I mean, yes, that's a, it's a good little return. I just... As I said, I just think Cleary's going to be underdone for the first few rounds. Yeah. Muai went missing. I don't think Muai is going to have the best season that he's had previously. I think he's going to be... And if your halves are lacking, you've also got Kikau gone, Coruscant, who your hooker yeah. is to take oh. your team. 
Mitch Kenny for me is not a hooker. Mitch Kenny's more of a lock. I think Sonny Luke will be hooker by about round five with Mitch Kenny at 14. Sonny Luke playing at 14 as well. Liam Martin's there, but you've got you've lost your attacking coach and your defensive coach as well in Andrew Webster, the new Warriors coach, and Seraldo, the Bulldogs coach. For me, I'm going to back Ooh. the Broncos round one. Broncos by four. Heard it here first. You got me on the fence. You got me on the fence now. Nice, yeah. I like you're, it. I like you're it. You're turning me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, I'm not, a, I'm not a big Queensland fan myself, but look, I, I'll take Broncos by four in that one. We move on to our first Saturday game, and it's Manly Seagulls against the Doggies. Uh, it's the dogs for me. I think they'll get it done. I think this new look team, I think Reed Marnie is a massive in for them. And I also love Hayes Perham at the back. Really young guy. Paul Adamotti as well, who is playing center. Two young guys to watch for the doggies. I'm going to say, uh, again, I think it's going to be tight. Round one, you can't pick. I reckon it's going to be tight. I'm going to say dogs by two. Luke, who gets it done? Manly by six. Nice, nice. I like it. They're coming off a preseason win. Yeah. They put 40, yeah, uh, yeah, 28 points on the Roosters. Yeah. They're coming in with some big heads, and I reckon they're going to mainly by six. But I'm not not putting the doggies down. I, I reckon the doggies will still give it to them, but I, I think mainly will just, just get over the line. I like it. And Craig? Doggies by four. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah. No, I like it. Well, let's move on to our second Saturday game there. It's the Cowboys against the Raiders up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Look, I just... I know we don't base things off trial form, but the trial form of the Raiders was not great. So for me, I'm going to have to back the Cowboys in this one. Only for round one. I, I'm like you, Craig. I have a real soft spot for the Raiders. I think they're a really good club. It's really hard with Ricky to know who's going to be playing. He's that sort of coach that Levi could be hooker one week and then Wolford's hooker for the next five and then Levi again. You just never know with Sticky Ricky. But for me, I'm going to say Cowboys. Cowboys. I'm going to go big in this one. I reckon Cowboys by about 20 round one. Craig, we'll start with you, mate. Mate, I was going to say Cowboys by 16 up there. And, yeah. and like you, I, I want to see the, the Raiders do well. I love Ricky. I love his passion. With passion comes emotion. With emotion, you can get yourself into trouble. And Absolutely. he's certainly done that. But Absolutely. I think he might be in for a rough year as well. Yes. But, uh, Heart says right. Heart says Raiders, but head's telling me Cowboys by 16 plus. Yeah, and Luke, who gets it done, mate? Cowboys by 10. Yeah, nice, nice. Beautiful, like, nice and quick. Like, like your bloke said, you can't go off round one. Yeah, so I, that's why I've gone low scores. Yeah, just because it, it is round one. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the lower the lower I go, the better in this game. Yeah, yeah sure. But it quite easily could be Raiders by 10. You just don't know. But, yeah, Cowboys by 10 for me. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, let's move on to our final game of Saturday. It'll be the Sharks against the Rabbitohs. Quite tight in the odds in this one. 205 for the Sharkies, $1.77 for the Bunnies. I'm actually taking the Sharks in this. I just think that yeah, they're great. too clinical. I, I'm really surprised that they're outsiders in this game. I mean, yes, you got Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker back for the Bunnies. But the Sharks, you got Nico Hines, mate. For me, it's... Uh, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to say Sharks by 10. Luke, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, I reckon my missus would shoot me if I didn't back the Bunnies. Um, she, <laughs> she's a big Bunnies fan. So for her sake, I'll say Bunnies by six. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. God, Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, we we won't tell her, mate. And Craig, what do you reckon? Mate, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to say here in those odds, I'm going to say Sharks, 1-12, to 12, Nico Hines, anytime try scorer. Oh, jump on those yeah, odds. Jump on it. All right. <laughs> yes, of course. We're not sponsored by Sportsbet either. Let's move on to our first Sunday game, the one we're all waiting for, Dolphins against the Roosters. Roosters by 50. That's enough <laughs> of that. 
Uh, Craig, we'll go to you, mate. Not much to be said on this one. Training drill. Bruce is why 20 plus. Yeah. 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 And Luke? Roosters twenty plus easy. I'll even I'll even go one step further, and I reckon it'll be thirty-two to eight. Yeah, very nice. I'll go one further. James Tedesco for a hat trick. Ooh. I don't know how much it's paying, but again, uh, get on it. And let's look at our final game before Luke has to leave us. It's the West Tigers against the Titans. Boys, never thought I'd hear the day, but I'm uh I'm going the Tigers. I'm going the Tigers. Yeah, don't don't you throw the Tigers this. Mate, this forward pack, clever Coruscant, uh, your Twikamanu in fine form. Hopefully, Bateman can get there by round one. If not, you've still got offhand Gowley sitting in the wings. Isaiah Papalihi, probably Sean Bohr. Mate, that forward pack for me is outstanding. Again, though, I think it may be tight in this first game. I thought the Titans were really good last week. Yes, it was the Dolphins. But I'm going to say Tigers by eight. Craig, we'll start with you. Leichhardt, Sunday, church on Sunday. Perfect, beautiful. So Tigers by 14. Love it. And Lukey? Uh, I'm going Tigers by 12. Just like you said, our pack's coming out. We're going to come out strong. I reckon we're going to set a good precedence for this season, and I reckon we're going to put it to those times. That was a bit of a look into round one. Let's move on to our next segment, Wild Fantasies. Now, Craig, I know you don't really play NRL fantasy, but I I usually give a player for the listeners for their Supercoach or fantasy team. Also, we do have the Ruck Infringement Podcast Cup running at the moment. If you want to join that, the link is on my Facebook and on my Instagram, so have a look at that. Now, a player for your NRL fantasy team. I've been umming over my team over the past few weeks. It's very hard to get the right team and keep it in the salary cap. For me, a player that you may not have or you may have, I touched on him a bit before, but it's Khan Pereira. At 230K, he is cheap as chips. Job security, probably not the best because you do have some wingers that could take his spot there. But for me, it's Khan Pereira. If you don't have him, get him in. And that's my player for that. All right, well, let's move on to a little thing I've called sign here. And it's our new signing segment. And it comes from yesterday was the official announcement. And it was that Dom Young has decided to join the Roosters. Originally, it was from 2024. But the Roosters are trying to... ask for the release. Yes, for 2023. Uh, but the Knights wanted the player in return. They asked for either Nat Butcher or Egan Butcher. The Roosters rejected it, and now they're looking to compensate them with a transfer fee. Mate, I think it's a great signing. I think Dom Young is a really good player. Imagine having Tupo on one wing, Dom Young on the other wing, Suwalihi outside Tupo. Mate, three of the tallest players in the NRL. I think the question to Newcastle is how did they let him go? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know... They, they too much talk on Ponger and others, and they let that one go. So well done to the Roosters. What I want to know is uh, what is Trent Robinson presenting for dinner? Because Dom Young <laughs> signed there after going to dinner at Robinson's house, as did Brendan Smith as well. He must be serving up yeah. uh, some surf and turf. Who knows? Maybe good, a, a good Sunday dinner. roast. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever it is, I mean. Apart from the working. brown paper bags, it's uh yeah, it's definitely yeah. working. <laughs> the, the sombrero is filling up well, my friend. Yeah, and we're right. very excited to have Dom Young at the club. And if Blake was here, he would probably walk out right now because last week on the pod, Blake told us it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Dom oh. Young is all money to stay at Newcastle. But mate, Uncle Nick, you can't go past big Uncle Nick. He's got his ways. Certainly can't, Godfather. 
<laughs> All right, well, let's do this. You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday Arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack. And now, with Gibson's country-style jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavours, including teriyaki, honey soy garlic, mild chilli and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com or follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky, for the snackaholic in you. All right, let's go to our talking point segment. Not much more to get through for the pod here. I know it's been a late one tonight. Thank you, everyone, for listening so far. We'll start with our talking point segment. We touched a bit on it during uh, Luke's amazing stat session, but Pat Cummins and David Warner returning home. Not great for the Aussies there. We did touch on who we think would take their spot already. Uh, My money is probably on Cam Bancroft, the same as Luke's is there to replace Warner. Pat Cummins will be an interesting one. I think if Hazelwood's fit, you bring Hazelwood and Stark back. Keep probably Murphy and Gary. I don't like the three-spin option. I didn't like it heading into the second test. As much as I like Kuhneman as a player, I just don't think it was needed. You had Agar there. You've got Travis Head, who can, who's probably better than a part-time spinner anyway. I, I don't think you really needed that. They could have looked at maybe an extra batter, someone that plays spin really well. As Luke said, we sort of need to start looking at a tail that can wag, a tail that yeah. goes out of bat a bit better. Mate, do you get around the cricket much and, and know a little bit about it? No, I do. I love cricket, summer yeah. sport. But, yeah, they, they need to get a stark, someone like that in there who can bat, you know, when needed. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, in, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, they are. Considering the summer we had in Australia and the, the way we went about business with the West Indies and South Africa, we demolished them. Absolutely demolished them and played some of the best cricket I've seen in a long time. And then we just, I, I don't know what it is about the subcontinent. I, we just can't. Been struggle for a very, very long time. So yeah. Steve Waugh tried and failed. That's but, right. Um, not having a tour match doesn't help, but they, in saying no. that they play too much cricket. They play too much cricket. How do they fit yeah. in a tour match? It's needed. You know, I think there was troubles where before they flew out, where Warner said attending the board and Alan Border night that yeah, I don't want to be here because we fly to India tomorrow. I'd rather be home with my family. Well that's and I it. thought, oh that's not a you know understandable and respect yeah. that, but yeah, not a good start before you take off. <laughs> that's it. I mean the the mindset there is uh yeah what, yeah what what state of mind are you in? I mean we've talked we've probably been some of Warner's harshest critics on this pod, but it's only because we love the bull and and what he's done for the game has been amazing. Coming in to be able to transform his 2020 form into test match form is pretty incredible. But I, I just think when you know, you know, and I think he needs to start looking at that. He probably needs to yeah. take a leaf out of Aaron Finch's book. Aaron Finch has probably started declining for the past season or so, especially in your one your one days and your 2020 form. I think Warner, he's really good mates with Aaron Finch too, so he sort of needs to just look at that and go, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to yeah. move into that commentary role and maybe a batting coach for Australia, but it's time to hang up the boots. We've got a lot of young openers coming through the ranks. Obviously, probably like Renshaw and Bancroft will get the first shots, uh, Marcus Harris and your Joe Burns of the world who have all been around that test fray before. But yeah, I think it's time for Warner. And let's look at our next part of talking points. New rules for NRL 2023. Now, I didn't know this, but there's actually no golden point this season. I can't believe that wasn't a talking point. I I only found that out a couple of days ago, and I was absolutely shocked by it. 
it's been there since what 2002 maybe long time and to go and and take it out i beyond surprise so yeah one thing i do like about it though is that what what i've hated about golden point in the past is that uh, two teams have played a really good game of footy and then one team gets a lucky field goal 10 minutes out or a penalty 10 minutes out and they win the game and the other team gets nothing so i do like the fact that if it's a draw both teams get a point we we call it a draw that's it but as you said, it's been around for such a long time and it's such a big part of rugby league. Definitely going to be missed. Uh, I was the same. I didn't know until like last week. But yeah, that's... Uh... I expected it to be more of a talking point. But yeah, oh, as, a, as a West Tigers supporter, we've lost more golden points, I think, than anyone else. So And I heard that was it. actually part of the reason they looked into it. And it was that Tigers-Cowboys game was part of the reason... That it got. Oh, mate, that broke my heart last what year. A, what was, a fast, mate. That, that, I can that tell you where I was, what I was doing, and yeah. Me too. I, those games. I, I remember I backed the Tigers in that game because I just had a feeling that they were going to get it done, and I yep. could not. So did I. I could yeah. not believe it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we, we won't dwell on the past. We'll look to 2023. Yep, exactly. Um, Bring it on. Yeah, but that's it for our talking point segment. Now, we did have a little one I wanted to call changing the game. We'll look at some players from sports that changed the way. The games were played. For me, it was from rugby league. I've got one from rugby league, one from cricket. I'll get through them uh, quickly. We'll start with cricket. For me, it was Adam Gilchrist. Uh, before Adam Gilchrist came into the fray, wicket keepers they they could bat, but they weren't your star batsmen. You didn't see them as coming in to get no. your, your quick fire centuries, your quick fire fifty. Yeah. But when Adam Gilchrist came into the fray, he turned what was known as your one day form into test match form. He did what Absolutely he did. Yeah. And yeah. It was incredible to watch Gilly bat. You, you look at one day is where he would open and he'd be six, 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 four. And the way he could strike a ball and then go out and he would just keep beautifully as well. Those hands of his mate, magical hands. But he, he just changed the game for me. And growing up as a young guy, he was the player everyone wanted to be. Obviously, I'm a bowler, not a wicketkeeper, but you just watched him play and you're like, if I could bat like that, if I could bat... Yeah, he was amazing. Oh, yeah, he was incredible. And for me, for rugby league, it was actually a Tigers support. It was actually a Tigers player, mate, and you'll be surprised to notice, but it was Benji Marshall. Oh, I I would have said the same person in rugby league. So, yeah, absolutely. He just... Yeah. Again, as a young guy growing up, and like I played footy for a long time, but to watch Benji and the cult following that he had, yeah. People to go. You go back to the start of his career. Yeah. yeah. The flick pass. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. The sidestep, that exactly. beautiful sidestep. And I had. remember kids all over in the park trying that flick pass. You'd be yeah. playing touch footy with your mates. It's, oh, let's get the Benji flick yeah. out. And the way he changed the game. And like, yes, okay, he's not an immortal. You know, he's he's not Joey Johns and, and those sort of boys. But I think he had the best following when it came to young yeah. kids watching the sport. I totally agree. And I think if he didn't leave to go to Rugby Union, then to come back to the Dragons, Brisbane, Rabbitohs or Tigers in between, yeah, he might have been talked about in that category. Definitely. I mean, there were some really good halves. You're exactly right. That sort of stuffed it up in the first place, going to the Auckland Blues there. But, you know, when he came back home, it, it was beautiful. And then to finish it off at the Bunnies and what he did there was amazing as well. And that was a bit for me of players. I don't know if you had one from rugby league, another one that you wanted to touch on at all. Oh, for me, if I go back, you know, even as a Tiger supporter, my favorite player was Andrew Johns. I yeah. just loved yeah. what he could do. He always had a good pack around him and he wasn't that quick 
Benji Marshall, but he was a thinker. And I love the mindset behind how he operated. Definitely. And towards the end of his career, Cooper Cronk, when he went from Melbourne Storm to the Roosters, Roosters made a decision to move on Mitchell Pearce. I thought that was a brave call. And I remember saying at the time, geez, the Roosters would want to, they'd want to get a grand final out of Cooper Cronk for what they've just gone and done. And they got two out of him. I just, yeah. He was a thinker, just a, yeah. a coach in a player's body. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're exactly right. Joey John's another absolute favourite of mine. All right, well, that's it for changing the game. Now, we do a viewer question segment, and usually we don't get any questions, but this one comes from a good mate of mine, a little cheeky stab at the Manly team, and he said, when Eagle Rock is played at Brookie Oval, do you think the fans pull down their pants to the song, like in a club or a pub? And uh, it's a great little question. I think they do. We don't have DK or Caden on. They're our... Manly supporters, but they definitely pull the pants down. Mate, when Eagle Rock's playing, I think everyone does. I'll avoid going to Brookvale this year just in case. <laughs> yeah, look, I think that's smart, mate. But thank you for sending in your viewer questions. Don't forget you can send them in in the comment section on Instagram and Facebook when the post is up. And that is all we have time for today on the Ruck Infringement Podcast. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Bloke, uh, Walk and Talk, and Gibson's Country Style Jerky for their support. Also to Sweet Heat Co, who have just brought out a new hot sauce and definitely one to try there. So look at Sweet Heat Co as well. I'd like to thank Craig for jumping on and Luke before he had to run off. To you, the listener, thank you so much. You are what makes this podcast survive. Don't forget, you can follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, and also on my Facebook and Instagram, lots of updates there and stuff to do. Don't forget as well to join our NRL Fantasy Ruck Infringement Cup. The code is on Facebook and Instagram. That's Craig. Luke's gone. I'm Joey. Remember, stay puffed.